And we are back today with another great testimony. Today we have my mentor and friend, the one and only Elder Judah Beck. Let's get started. All right, today we have another episode here of About Faith, and today I'm going to say I'm excited. I have my mentor. I'm going to call you that today. I, I rarely say it to you, <laughs> but, but I'm going to call you that today. Uh, uh, have my mentor, uh, Elder Judah Beck. How you doing today? Good, good. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. So uh, before we get started, I'm going to tell you two stories. Sure. Two stories. <laughs> One, I'm gonna start off with one. You probably don't even remember this. So I remember first getting saved, and I've been saved a few months. And I was like, I just wanted to be, I want to stay saved, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, God, I need somebody to talk to that can help me. Uh, and I remember praying, and I remember I was leaving church, and you know, you be beeline out of church and church. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I was like, I was like, God, and I remember seeing you, and God was like, ask him. And I probably came up to you the most awkward way. It was just like, Anna, can I get your number to call you sometime? And you were just like, sure, sure. You just made it seem like it was nothing. Yeah. I look back now and I'm like, man, that was awkward. Why did I come up to him like that? <laughs> uh, the second one is, you know, like on the streets, you always have the best sins when you witness it. <laughs> and it's, I remember we was, I think it was Village Jokes. I can't remember, but sure. you had just got through preaching and we was, uh, Getting ready to set up, like we was uh, taking everything down to get ready to leave, and this guy said he's just started like badgering you the mm-hmm. whole time about like what you preaching, how he still can live, save, he can do what he want to do, right? Yeah. And you were you just listening to him, uh huh? And then finally you were just like, well, brother, I ain't the one you got to convince. <laughs> and it was just a mic drop moment on the inside. I was like, oh snaps! But I couldn't let that show on the outside. But I was like, that's just some of the wisdom of you. You like, I'm not finna argue with you. I'm not finna yeah. do all that. Because the word is the word. I just wanted to get those two stories out before we get started with the questions. But uh, well, we, To be honest, I don't remember neither one. But, <laughs> but those are like two of the most of, like amazing stories. Uh, that's just I was just like, man, that was awkward to me to come up to him like this. But... <laughs> I truly believe, like, if I didn't have that relationship with you, you weren't willing to take that time out for me. I'm like, I said, like, I may, I may not have been saved. I mean, God has the ability to keep sure. us, but I believe we all need those good mentors in our life to help us. You know, during those times, uh, wow. we just have questions and things like that. So I just want to say I appreciate you for all those late nights. I probably kept you up. Oh no, <laughs> no problem at all. I appreciate just the opportunity of knowing you, and you know coming to know you even better you know we've had great relationship you know friendship down through the years it's wonderful yeah and yeah so uh we'll just go ahead and jump right into the question i'm pretty sure people are ready to kind of learn more about uh elder judah so uh you mind telling us a little bit about yourself like where you're from um i always ask people did they grow up in church like kind of what that childhood experience was like for you well my childhood experience was pretty i think unique in mm-hmm. the more or rather, the older I get, you yeah. know, the more unique. Uh, because as a child, I didn't grow up in church. Uh, I would say, you know, as a 
infant like I know some have, but my mother started bringing me to church when I was about eight years old. Okay. But one thing that really stood out to me as a child, my grandmother, she was saved. Uh-huh. And uh, every summer we would go to the country and uh, Louisiana. Because everybody, everybody think all Texas is the country, but it's not. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> go to Louisiana, you'll find out it's more country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we would go out there. And uh, one thing that always stood out to me, and this before I had even ever been to church. She would always get her grandchildren around, uh-huh. and uh, at nighttime she would have us to pray. Yeah, and you know, I guess coming up, I didn't really think much of it. Yeah, but I remember times as a kid where I would think along those lines, and you know, would ask questions. You know, who we're praying to? Yeah, and you know, who is God and things like that. And uh, I never forget. I was at home one day. Mm-hmm. This was after we had you know come back, and probably maybe the summertime. And uh, I was out on what we what I would call a spool, like uh, in my backyard. And you know, normally I would be out there playing, maybe playing with my dog or something. But this particular day, I was looking up in the sky, and I was curious of who God was. Yeah. And uh, I never forget, uh, my mom. She saw me looking out the window. She saw she was inside. She looked out the window and saw me looking up, and. Uh, I came in and I asked my mom, you know, when are we going to church? Hmm. And at that time, my father started crying mm-hmm. and started speaking in tongues and started telling my mom that, you know, we need to get in church. Yeah. And at that time, I was kind of baffled as a child because at that time, my father was a drug dealer. So he just started speaking. You asked that and like God just started filling him with the Holy Ghost. Conviction fell on him and he started speaking in tongues, crying, getting dope in areas of the house, putting it down the toilet. That's is that's amazing that that fast God used you as a child, <laughs> basically as a witness. You know what I mean? Like sure. when you look back at it, it's like, man, that was like you became you were a witness too you know what i mean to at least for him to for him to see like hey man like i'm not living right look at my my child is wanting to see this that's i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, you but that's no, amazing like, part, but you gotta understand as a child i was probably around six or seven at the time so it almost scared me yeah <laughs> you know because i had never seen nothing yeah, like so that just, and seen my father in that manner so you know it was just kind of you know shook me up but at the time i like i said i really didn't know what was going on but you know, after that, I seen, you know, things kind of got back to normal. Yeah. But at the same time, I believe uh, God did plant a seed in my parents, you know, to where, you know, he would really begin to start dealing with them. And uh, I can remember maybe a few months to a year later, my mother started going to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really when we started going. And at the time my mother started going, my father didn't come right along. I think it was maybe three years later. Yeah. But at that time, that's when we started going to church. And uh, man, I, I, I it, it, it just been impactful in my life. Yeah. You know, and uh, I hadn't always, you know, stayed in church. Of course, you know, I had times where I got out and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But yeah. At the same time, that's really what I guess. I guess makes my life feel significant and yeah. makes you feel like that I was born to serve God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. Uh, so I know you said, so y'all started going, was it 
It was it full gospel in the beginning. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, so for you, you know, around because things change for us. Like we grow up and we start doing things. Was it at what point did you start like just kind of going away from that? Because it seemed like you wanted to go to church, sure. and then you kind of, I guess, kind of started drifting away from that. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I grew up in a household where I seen my father and mother live two totally different lives. And uh, I remember even as a child, you know, as I say, my father, he was involved with, you know, selling drugs. And I remember times they had pool house, mm-hmm. he had pool house, he had uh, places where, you know, they would hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have parties over to the house. And, yeah. You know, they would be around drinking and playing cards and, you know, just that lifestyle. And then I seemed to, you know, also when, you know, they surrendered their life to God, I seen the change. But I feel like at that point, I guess around 13, 12 or 13. That's early. You know, yeah. At that time, I, you know, I had kind of been exposed to some things. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was a door that the enemy was able to kind of use to manipulate, yeah. you know, uh, my thinking. And uh, I seen in junior high, I believe, you know, uh, my elementary was pretty basic, but Man, I mean to tell you, when I went from elementary to junior high, it was like night and day. For real? You know, I went to uh, John B. Hood Middle School. That and, is, uh, that, where is that? Is that in Pleasant Grove? Grove. Okay, yeah. yeah. And at that time, it was surrounded by Georgetown Apartments Project, okay. you know, I, if you want to call it. <laughs> but what was so wild about it is at that time, you had my neighborhood, you had Georgetown Projects, you had Dixon, and you had East Dallas Projects all in the same school. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it was pretty rough, man. I seen, I think, my first stabbing. I seen... Uh, At like 12 or 13? Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was, I believe, just about every day it was fights. It was something going down. It was really, really, I'm saying, uh, life-changing in a sense. You know, and I felt like at that time, either I need to get in... Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I and I get that. Like, I'm a, like, I guess going into survival mode. Exactly. And, and, uh, and you know, like those are crucial years for like uh, young men and young women, right? Those like 12, 13 to like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Those years, and so like, I can see like. You know, even like, man, do I just like join <laughs> yeah. in with this to survive sure. or what? For sure. <laughs> so, uh, I can see that going. You said the principal got beat up. Yeah, How the I remember get beat the, up the first day of school. First day of school, I was in the restroom, man. You know, I was just, you know, kind of excited, but at the same time, you know, a little, I guess you would say, terrified. Yeah. And the first day of school, you know, and I'm seventh grader. You know, looked like I was in the seventh grade. Here come some guys, man. They look like they was. 18, 19 years old. <laughs> Big dudes. <laughs> came into the bathroom, took our lunch money. Oh, Yeah, so it's just like I say, it was just really, it was a, a, a shift. Yeah. You know, it was, it, was, it was a big change for me. And I believe that's when I started kind of drifting and uh, entangled with different, you know, people and, and coming in contact. And, you know, as I say, I was friend, befriended and, and friended some and you know, before I know it, I found myself just kind of, you know, tying in with a lot of 
the things that I knew better, but then things I was somewhat familiar with. Right, just right. Just hadn't actually maybe right. participated at that time. Right. So it was just, did that just continue out through like your high school years or, um, and you just got dove, dove more and more into it or was it, and then as you were dive like, and then I guess I'll just stop there. Like, did it continue like through your high school years and it just more and more into it, just kept giving yourself more into that type of lifestyle, what you were seeing around you? Yeah. For the most part, like you say, you kind of in uh, survival mode, and uh, I wouldn't use it for an excuse. But at the same time, mm. that's what I was around. Yeah, and uh, I chose to do that. And as I, you know, as I begin, I, I guess got more acclimated to it. Right. And uh, you know, and just like I say, at that time, you know, like I say, we were seeing a lot of different things, and right. you know, going from junior high to high school. You know, I was, I thought going to high school, I was ready. Yeah. You know, because like, I, had I already, seen I already, so already experienced yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but at the same time, you know, I always had a desire uh, to have something in life. I always had a drive to uh, be something. Mm -hmm. And even at a young age, I started working. Yeah. Uh, my father, he had uh, an upholstery business. He knew different ones that had businesses. Yeah. And, uh, I started working at Bonanza Steakhouse. Actually, my father did some work for him. And, I don't even uh, know, he knew the I don't know what that is. <laughs> Bonanza <laughs> Steakhouse, one of Dallas' old steakhouses. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, named after the Western show, Bonanza. Okay. But it was a pretty popular restaurant. And uh, I started working there in high school. And even at that point, I seen opportunity where I started kind of indulging even more so in that lifestyle. Hmm. I believe that's when I started trying to sell weed. Yeah. You know, because there was a couple of co-workers, they wanted it, and I knew where I could get access to it, and yeah. I thought I could make extra money. Make so, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, were you like, were you, were you like 15 by this point? Yeah, Because you said high school, I right? Started, the, yeah. yeah. Okay. I started 15. That's, man, that's early. You think about, like, the devil tries to get your mind while you, like, early, because I heard people testimony, and it's like, man, like, the devil, he starts working on you early, because, I mean, he, mm -hmm. he knows, right? Like, he mm -hmm. has to start early, if not, you know, there's a chance, you know, that he won't. I mean, because God's going to try to work early. God wants to call the young because they strong. That's so right, he's trying to right. call you early, too, so <laughs> yeah. you can work for him. So, man, that's crazy. Exactly. So I see you. So you started um, in high school. Now you're working a job, man. You're trying. I don't know why people keep coming on. People that say they tried to sell drugs, they always they also had a job, too. So it's always weird <laughs> yeah, to me yeah. when people say that. Yeah. But uh, you like you working a job, and then you're doing that because the coworkers wanted it. And, uh you still going to high school at this point. So, um, was church in your mind at this point still? Not as much, okay. you know, because I was, I would go to church on Sundays. Yeah. And of course, uh, nights where I wasn't working, uh, my mom would sometimes make me go to church. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when I started working, the weekends was pretty much full. That also opened up a lot of opportunity for me to, yeah. you know, uh, start doing things that I, you know, thought I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> you what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so I was, that's always interesting to me too, because when you grow up in church or like you said, you had to, you had to split. So you got to see mm -hmm. uh, one lifestyle and then you got to see them, your parents be totally changed and, and saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. So you got to see a holiness lifestyle. That's right. And so, and then going to church, I always feel like, you know, is it in your mind mm -hmm. when people are out there? I've heard some say like, they, it wasn't like they mm -hmm. were doing their thing and there was no 
thought process of God at all, which to me is like, man, that's that's interesting too because it shows you like the further you get, it pulls you away from God to where you're not even thinking that that mind frame at all, which mm-hmm. is a dangerous place to get to that's too. Right, so, that's right. uh, and so I guess I get to like you know I know you said like now you I mean. Unfortunately, like now you're selling drugs and you're doing things like that mm-hmm. too. Um, so looking back, do you remember like when did you come to know the Lord? Like, yeah, I always tell people because God's setting you up and people don't realize it, right? Yeah, like, that's exactly what it is. And then you look back and you're like, man, God was like setting me up the whole time. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you recall like those, those steps and like how did it start working for you? I really can. I really can. I can even uh, recall even during high school, there were certain times. Uh, in my mind or in my spirit now I would say where God would sometimes deal with me and yeah. I, I would be you know knowing that I wanted to get in church but at the same time the ways of the world were still tugging yeah. at me pulling yeah, at yeah. me and uh, also at that time you know young ladies pulling at yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, yeah. and you feel like Being you have to young man. Yeah. you know exactly so it, it was it was it was a tough time in my life because at the same time, I always thought that I would surrender my life to God. Yeah. But of course, I thought I would do it in my time or on my time. Right. But, you know, God had different. You had like an age. He was like, I'm going to get saved at this age. Not really. I didn't oh. have an age. You know, my thing is was uh, to get out and, and try to be successful. Yeah. And, and actually, at that time, uh, this was the early '90s. It was gang gangs was really growing. Okay, uh, real you, strong. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, the gangs was real strong. So even me and a friend of mine, you know, we we started a little gang clique or whatever you want to call it, and you know, we was actually you know got on the police files and different things like that. You know, gang activity. But at the same time, I knew that if I died in that state, yeah. you know, I would end up in hell because I mm-hmm. have been taught different. And even I remember times in the midst of all that, you know, I would go to sleep at night yeah. repenting, you know, knowing that I'm going to get up doing this. I was talking day. about that with somebody else. <laughs> when I was not saved, I was faithful to my bedtime prayer. Yes, I was like, why am I faithful to this bedtime <laughs> prayer? God, just let me make it to tomorrow. I'm like, there's, God, like man, you just serve me. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm faith. I was faithful to it every night. Exactly. It's, it's, I'm like, it's funny when people say like they were faithful to them them prayers, <laughs> repenting every night. You like yeah. with, with the intent to do the same thing the next day, which exactly. is sad. Which is sad. It really is. Yeah. It really is because I could have, you know, lived it. You yeah, know? But, yeah. You know, I thank God for His grace and mercy. Yeah, and so He was, like you said, He would start to deal with you. Um, a little bit y'all started the gang and um through that process like what was going on like you know as far as god dealing with you well i can remember a time uh, at this time i had uh i did graduate from high school okay and uh i wanted to do that i set my mind to do that and thank god he did allow me and uh after i graduated me and a friend of mine we moved uh, i moved out the house and we got a a home Mm -hmm. you know a three-bedroom home out in Pleasant Grove, and man, at that time, I thought, you know, either I'm going to do it now or, or, you know, don't do it, so, you know, we just start really engaging ourselves in a lot of, you know, wrongdoing, you know, but all for to profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and... Uh, we should make, I mean, that's, I, I get it, you know, like I tell people, like, 
sometimes just a product of your environment. You see, like, I want to have nice things. And, right. you know, it becomes an easier way to do the wrong thing to get the nice things. And mm-hmm. for some people, right, like, it just it seems like the devil makes it easier for them to do that, to get the wrong thing. But that's not the way. Uh, that's just the setup of the devil. Exactly. Just trying to get you further and further into just a bad state. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting no, you, but, no, it, but no, it's good, fine. so it's making me... <laughs> that's fine, and, and it's the truth. And one thing I will say that helped manipulate it and, and push that lifestyle was rap music. Man, I, yes. I, rap I could, music, yeah. man, it played a, a big part, you know, in, in our upbringing and uh, listening to it and, and, you know, you begin to start try, trying to live out that. Yeah. And then you start seeing these actual things come into your life. And I can remember times, man, where I would, you know, have dreams of, of, of different gangs and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, different things happening, you know. Yeah. And, and I actually start seeing it come to pass. Oh, man. And uh, even, you know, in that lifestyle, you know, I've had some friends, you know, die, some get killed, you know. And, and you know, it, it was just the lifestyle I was living in. One thing about it, when you start seeing bloodshed, you know, it either pushes you away from it or pushes you, you oh, know, further into further it. into it. And at that time, I was trying to, you know, merge more into it. But I believe around about nineteen or twenty years old, God really started dealing with me strong. Uh-huh. And uh, I could recall times where we would be around me and some of my friends, and you know, I would feel like an outsider. Hmm. You know, I felt like uh, they was talking. You know maybe scoring on one another, you know, talking about, laughing about this. But I felt like I was on the outside. And I can recall different times where I would say, y'all, look at us. You know, look what we're doing. We're not really making no money. We're really not doing this yeah. and that. And, you know, it would really trouble me because I just seen that it was like God wasn't allowing us to profit, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, times where we came in contact or, or we had money, you know, it would slip through our hand. And it was just like, you know, I always have been a progressive person. Yeah. I want to see my worth. Yeah. I want to be able to see and measure what I'm doing. Right. You know, and I wasn't able to see that yeah. in a sense. You know, maybe the influence on sometimes others, but at the same time, for as what I was trying to get out of it, it didn't happen and right. it didn't work. And I, I really felt that God, he wasn't going to let it happen. Yeah, yeah. And so what finally brought you to that point of just like surrender? Like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, really, really, God just showing me that it wasn't going to work. You know, honestly, I got to that place to where it was just, I knew it wasn't going to work. And uh, I can recall, you know, when I made up my mind to give my life to God, I even called my mom over the phone. And I was letting her know. I was telling mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of what I'm doing. She you probably know, been praying just, the whole time. That's probably she, why I wasn't working. <laughs> of course she had. Even times, you know, she was really, you know, would help trouble my spirit. Because when I would go by the house sometimes, you know, she would, well, I'm praying for you, you know. And I remember times where, you know, I stopped borrowing money from yeah. mama. Because she knew what I was doing. But she was like, Judah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. She praying against and, it. And it's like, you know, and honestly... You know, it's as if she put a curse on it. <laughs> you know, all kind of stuff started happening, man. And, you know, and, and, and it, before even coming to God, I can recall testimonies, man, where God will show up. You know, 
I, I, you know, I don't want to go off on the deep end, but I remember times where I got stopped by the police mm-hmm. and had guns in the car. This didn't happen just one, but more than one occasion. Yeah. One time the police didn't even find the gun and they actually searched the I think the you kind of tell, you Twice. told me that one time while you was preaching, you was like, <laughs> yeah. they, they went in and God just didn't. Let's call, talk about preserving you until yes. deliverance. Yes. <laughs> and That's, I remember another time where I was caught and we had a shotgun in the car and the police saw it and told us, don't, don't bring it here, you know, just leave and, you know, scot free. Oh man. And, you know, so, and, and even at that time, you know, I knew it was God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to accept it. Yeah, but, but I knew like, it was God. So God all that kind of built up. And I was just like, I got to surrender. Yeah. that is. I mean, looking now, looking at through this, like, that is unique. So, did, after you talk to your mom, did you just go to church that night? Was it a Sunday morning? or? Something? I believe it was uh, a Saturday evening when I called it. And I believe I went to church that Saturday night. Oh, you went on special. My life to That's God. why you be preaching so hard on that night. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you got to say <laughs> They uh, uh, you remember who was preaching and what they preached? I don't. I always want to ask because some people I do, man. They be like, they be like, this this person preached and they preached this, or they was like, I, this person preached, but I was just ready for them to make exactly. the altar call. So. Exactly, and I think that was my mindset, man. I was just ready to get the, as they say, King Kong off my back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you uh, yeah. So you got the Holy Ghost the same night too. Yeah, sure did. When you came sure out, did the walls look new and the. <laughs> No, I ain't gonna say the walls look dude. I was just happy to be saved. Yeah. I was asking because everybody different. Like I told like I was telling somebody, um, I was like, for me, it was I needed I wanted peace. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt. Just yeah. like like, man, this it just feels like peace. Mm-hmm. Some people like they just I just felt the weight lifted off of them. Yeah. Like joy, right? They just feel everybody mm-hmm. feels different, but you know, I always gotta mess with people and be like, Did with the walls look new? Did your hands <laughs> yeah. look new? My wife say hers did. But I yeah. like, <laughs> And I believe I believe that experience, but you know, like you say, we have our different man, I believe for me it was more peace, you yeah. know, peace and just knowing that I had, you know made that decision that's amazing what how old were you 19 when that happened 20 20 because uh, i don't know i've been i think i remember you as a little when you used to come visit when mm-hmm. i was a little 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 tot in grand <laughs> period you would come visit and yes, uh sir. but i don't uh i just i was like man i don't know you you was already grown then so <laughs> um, but uh so after we get to i was excited man like I, that's wonderful to see god change anybody right like God come mm-hmm. in, um, but after we get saved, like I always try to like it doesn't stop there because the devil wants yeah. he wants to get you back, right? So, and then you always had this point too, though, where you're like you get saved and you praying and God is coming through for everything. You're like, man, <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> um, but do you have any like particular trial or maybe situation that you've experienced that you've been saved that you can share with the listeners? Um, that you was like, man, this is this is real. This is a tough one here, and God and you kept trusting in God, and you watched God come through. Yeah, actually, it was. Uh, uh, I, I will say first of all, I know some people. You know, they surrender their life to God, and you know things seem to kind of work in their favor. And true enough, God was really blessing my life. Yeah, you know, He was blessing my life. Uh, I remember uh, I needed a job, of course, and I wanted a job. And uh, I remember a particular company that I had went to uh, apply for yeah. before I even got in church and uh, never got no attention to anything. And not long after I got saved, a temporary 
placed me on that job. No oh, man. And I worked there uh, temporary, and guy opened the door. He actually, they actually hired me on the job. But on that job, man, it was, it was an opportunity for me to grow, mm-hmm. or it was an opportunity for me to sink. And I guess dealing with God, you know, He give us choices. Right, right. You right. know, I said before, you life and death, blessing and curse. Right. And uh, after preacher coming out, right <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what's so, what's what's uh, beautiful about it though, because actually. You know, on that job, you know, there was a group of young people around my age. Yeah. And then there was an older group of, you know, men uh, on both sides. And uh, it was funny because once they hired me, I, I started working nights. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a good thing. I, I, it was God's plan because at first I was working days. And many times my nights, you know, would be, you know, just at the house or either going to church. And at that time. When I first got saved, I was really just trying to hang on. I tell people my first two years was the hardest. <laughs> I, I think that like that phrase, like for me, I would say in that period of time, like you like even me having family members that were already saved, right? Mm. That first year, I was like, I feel like I'm just here by myself and it's about <laughs> yeah. me trying to like but you like you really find like yourself like that's where it makes or breaks you. Like you like, man, I'm it's rough, but I'm gonna hold down in that's here. It, that's <laughs> like, and that's what I had. I had man, I had to make up my mind because and even like nights where before I actually started working nights, I would go to different fellowship churches. Yeah. Just okay. to, you know, <laughs> yeah. keep that, you know, keep that connection going. Yeah. And finally when I got nights, I felt like it was like I say, an opportunity where God to show me or uh, uh, for me to see that, you know, I can grow. Yeah. And uh as I say, man, I would get off at night. And a lot of the young men, they would be heading to the strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And they would be out in the parking lot drinking, yeah. smoking, shooting dice, things that I was familiar with. Yeah. And uh, many times, you know, they would try to invite me in. And, and they knew I was saved. But at the same time, you know, I always did, you know, hold my witness strong. And yeah, you know, yeah, I would yeah. be witnessing to them and encouraging them and inviting them to church. And I feel like God allowed that to happen. And. You know, it was it was a tough time for me. And even I can recall one day I was at work and, uh, you know, I was selling weed, smoking weed before. Yeah. And, uh, man, I was minding my business, doing my job. And we would get crates in from all different areas throughout, you know, DFW. And I got a crate one day and uh, it had over half a pound of marijuana. So you and uh, and it really was at that age and, and at that you know youthfulness in God, it was a, a great temptation, and uh, I never forget. You know, I can, that was I a can Tuesday, do, I can see it. That was just coming <laughs> like, Look, man, look, it's right here, son. exactly. You know, and, and I'm telling you, it was budded up, it was the way uh, I liked it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you're like, Here, here it goes. <laughs> The devil know what he be doing. He exactly, exactly, exactly. If you don't think the devil is real, hey, he's already that got right you. there. Yeah, he already know. He know. But but you know one thing about it, and I I never forget once once I had that experience and I turned it in and I was so happy, I was so proud of myself. And you know, to some it may seem small, but to me it really empowered me. Yeah. And I never forget that was on the Tuesday. And I was excited. I was going around telling some of the other ones at work, and they thought I was crazy. <laughs> Even I had some tell me, "Man, you could have gave it to me, and you know I could have no, sold it." And but no, nah, I turned it in, and uh, I went to church that night. And at that 
time we stood up and test to testify. Yeah. I said, I'm standing up and I'm gonna tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you know, had to stand up that night and let them know, you know. Uh I, I overcame the temptation. And that was a really, you know, strong testimony for me. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. do you remember like doing that two years and where all this was going on where you like trying to hold on with there a particular scripture you stood on? Cause you know we we worry people at our church so <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure for sure. I, I I've had you know a few strong scriptures that I really like but uh I think I always kind of stuck with the basic mm-hmm. and uh James, you know, two and seventeen, yeah. faith without works is dead. Yeah. You know that that has been a a a, a you know, that's one been one of those foundation scriptures for yeah, me. And yeah. I never forget a sermon apostle preached uh what you believe makes the difference. Well yeah, low beers or uh-huh. Okay. Low beers. And that's one of the sermons that just stands out. And not even really the sermon, just the the top the, the thought. Yeah. You know, the 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 sermon topic. Yeah. You know, and I seen, you know, throughout my life, you know, certain scriptures and, and, and sermons that really stood out but those are some of the two and then apostle he preached the sermon faith keeps talking to me yeah and man i tell you they have ministered to me in so many ways yeah. you know sometimes you know and, and you know people have all different type of ways in which you got but sometimes the simplest things yeah. really minister yeah, yeah. to my spirit and, yeah. and give me that boost to go on yeah that that's that's those are good you you only gave me one you said you had a couple foundation scriptures (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh i also like uh philippians uh where it talks about he that have begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of jesus christ and you know that scripture really as i say it was foundation for me it always gave me the strength Uh when things got hard yeah god let me know that he saved me to go all the way oh yeah i like that you know and, and, (laughs) and, and honestly it will push me you know through the trials and different things and i never forget after uh i think i had been saved maybe about two years yeah i testified about this the other night and uh man i was really going through mm-hmm. at that time you know young man i was in church you know single you know and, and uh you know had my mind made up to serve god but you know of course you know the world is pulling at you and then you in conflict you know with your spirit and then your flesh and mm-hmm. just a lot going on and uh, I remember, man, it got real tough for me. And, uh, I, you know, I pressed on and pressed on. And at that time, we had cassette tapes. Oh, and uh, I would, you know, have my Walkman with me. People don't know what those are now, Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, old school now. Yeah. But I had my cassette tape, and, man, I would take it to work with me. And, see, that's the thing about serving God. You got to do what it takes. Yeah, I do what it takes. I like it. do what it takes. And, uh, man, I would take it to work with me. I would buy CDs. I mean, cassettes in the store. Uh, at church and uh sometimes i would go in my mom's file and get some of her old yeah and man i never forget you know i was really going through and at this time it was just like you know things had really kind of you know uh uh built up mm-hmm. and, and you know almost to where you know i had a mind to serve god but it was it was a fight you know yeah 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 and uh man i never forget uh elder james coleman pastor james coleman now he had preached the message god would turn your captivity and I was listening to that at work, man. And I mean to tell you, I was listening to it one day and I hadn't experienced that up until that point. He preached and it was something he said in there 
Man, it's like chains actually fell off of me oh, spiritually. <laughs> and I'm serious. From that day, I was never the same. I, I, you can I feel had it? strength. Why I can actually it? feel it. Oh, man. It's like I got a, a strength that I hadn't had before. Yeah. You know, and, and man, honestly, at that point, it just really, you know, encouraged me. And from that point on, I was able to go on. That's amazing. That, man, that, you got some, let's see, I know you wanted to preach. You, I could feel it. You probably was like, <laughs> I can preach right now, but you, you held <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, were there any, like, let's see, you probably got some old, you probably got the quartets. I'm going to ask you, like, any songs you were listening to that you was like, cause we stand on the word, but you know, sometimes you get a song, you're like, man, this song comforted me in my spirit too. Any <laughs> yeah. song that you had that maybe you was like, man, this, I'm going to keep this on repeat right now. I had songs, but I really never have been a person into singing like that. Yeah. But now I remember, as you say, quartet. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course my mom, you know, they sang quartet. So, there was some of the old songs that, you know, I would hear. And, uh, man, they really would strengthen me and yeah, encourage yeah, yeah, yeah. me. You know, and even some of the older songs I would hear my mom singing on my grandmother. You know, uh, I don't even know the name of some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but if I was singing, I could tell you the words. You we're not going to do that. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you're going to sing your street service favorite song. We didn't have no singing. If God delivered me one day, watch it, I'll be mad. That's the truth, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> that was that was a, that was your go-to yes, song on street series. Yes, um, another thing, um, you know, since you've been saved, in there any like um, maybe spiritual hero in your life or a friend, um, you know, and what did they do to like encourage you along the way? Yeah, um, I've had a few. Mm-hmm. even some unknowingly probably yeah. on their end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have always looked up to men of God, even women of God that, you know, really stood out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, uh, coming up under, you know, the late apostle. Yeah, he, that's a given. Man, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's hard not to admire, mm-hmm. you know, the man of God that he was and uh, Sister Murray. Yeah. And even our apostle now. Yeah. And, you know, really a lot of the fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, pastors, you know, your uh, grandfather, man, had a great impact on my life. Yeah. Uh, we would work together and uh, him just ministering to me, you know, would encourage me, you know, and. He told, he used to tell me a little bit, he was like, I, he said, I'm so glad you just got saved. He'll say it time to time. <laughs> yes, sir, because he actually seen, you know, the, the yeah. lifestyle we was living and he seen the change. And I thank God for his prayers, you know, yeah. to this day. That's what's it. And uh, Bishop Cannon, oh, Bishop yeah. Kier. It's just, you know, time. The list go on. It was like on. the times where they minister is when I need it most. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I never forget, you know, and God rest his soul. Bishop Cannon was running a... Uh, Revival out in Grand Prairie. Yeah. And uh man, I made up in my mind I was gonna go. Three night revival, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You went and, all uh, three nights? Yeah, I went okay. all three nights. I made up in my mind. It was a sacrifice. I was working sometimes 10, 12 hours, but you know, I, I made up in my mind I was going. And I never forget uh Pastor Molina said that Thursday night. He said, Don't miss Friday night, because Friday night the walls are gonna fall. And I pressed my way, and I was tired, but I never forget. Bishop Cannon started preaching that Friday night. Yeah. And, man, literally, 
it was almost as if the wall. You know, <laughs> he began to call an altar call, and you know, some went down for prayer, you know, and some went down, you know, to give their life to God. And I never forget, man. We just began to pray, and and from that day to this day, man, something happened in there. I actually felt drunk. Oh man! In the, the spirit, spirit, yeah. But you know, I never had experienced that. You know, my walk was different, my talk was different. Yeah, it was like everything was, you know, amped, amped yeah. up, so yeah. to speak. And it, it was powerful, man. Yeah. You've had powerful. some like amazing experiences since you've been since you've been <laughs> saved. Like for, yes, to say that that's a that's God, so man. I can see why you you like man, I can hold on to this. You got the chains falling off. You got, <laughs> yes, you got drunk in the spirit, actually feel it drunk. Get the spirit, man. <laughs> acts are just coming to life in your in your life for real. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, uh, and I want to ask you this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write it down, but sure. I'm just thinking about this. Um, I think you are probably one of the best people I heard that witness, and I'm pretty sure. Um, you probably don't feel like that, but I know I I know you'll never <laughs> say that by yourself. But that's just me from the outside looking in. Um, why do you? Cause you, I mean, you're a minister. How long have you been ministering now? Is it? I ran about seventeen years. Seventeen. So God took you from that to now. You minister been preaching for seventeen years, and um, and I've seen you witness and how like I I stayed at the beginning, like mm-hmm. some amazing like things to say to people. Um, and I've seen people, you know, you witness to people and they come, but it's always seem like it's wisdom. You know what I mean? Sure. When you, when you speak and it's not just, uh, you don't get into foolish arguments with people. Mm-hmm. It's always like you just perfectly led by the spirit. I did. I'd be like, God, give <laughs> I me don't some. Know about that. Get, I had some experiences. <laughs> I'm like, God, give me some of that too. Now. <laughs> but why do you think like witnessing is important? Like, you know what I mean? Getting out there um, and actually trying to win people, you know, to, to, to Christ. Sure. Uh, man, I always have desire for someone to experience what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when surrendering my life to God, I knew that was the best thing. I knew it was the right thing. And even at that time, not long after I started, after I gave my life to God, I started making up in my mind, you know, that I'm going to tell others about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I was compelled, you know, to, I, I witnessed to, you know, of course, my friends, those that I, you know, ran with. And, uh, man, it was powerful. And, and I would see God, you know, he would use me in those yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. And even as a, as a young saint, you know, I would go out, I would get tracks. And, you know, go pass them out one-on-one. Just yeah, because yeah. it was in me, I wanted to do it. I wanted to feel like at that time I was doing something for God. Yeah. You know, God saved me. He was good to me. Mm-hmm. The least I can do is let someone know, you know, what God, you know, is able to do. Right. And I would so so often use my own testimony. Right. You know, when I didn't know exactly scripture or, you know, how to line up on line, precept up on precept. I would give my testimony and, you know, it would work. And, yeah. You know, I've seen many people, you know, surrender their life to God or even come into a a, a, a greater knowledge yeah. or a greater understanding of, you know, what God can do in an individual's right. life. That's that's good. I, I like how you said that 
um, you didn't know the scripture because some people always feel like, what what do I say to them? Mm-hmm. Especially new saints, they like, what do I say? I want I want to tell them, but what do I say? And it's just like, which is one thing um, I learned from you, like um, just giving your testimony, right. like you know what I mean, like you you know what God has done for you, mm-hmm. and can't nobody take that experience away from you, right? Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Once once you've had an experience, can't somebody can nobody tell you you didn't have that experience, That's right? right. That's and right. so you like. I'm going to give you this experience because I know, and no matter how a person may try to fight on the other end or devil may try to fight that, and while you're witnessing to that person, Mm -hmm. you can continue to stand on like, hey, I like I was that, and God changed me. So uh, I like that because that's what you can always fall back on. Like, man, God changed me. So Mm -hmm. if he can change me, he can change anybody. I don't want to hold you too long, but I'm going to get one last question for you. What? what thought would you like to leave to the listeners and why? Well, I want, want to encourage anyone. As I say, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, Philippians 1 and 6, he that begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. To those that are saved, you know, God saved us to go all the way. Right. And that's my conviction. And uh, it's a driving force in my life. You know, we see so much going on in the world mm-hmm. around us. And, uh, Many times, you know, discouragement, you know, will will find you. And uh, you have to be able to, you know, fight on. Right. And, 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 you know, put up the resistance. And, you know, if we do that, God will come in every time. Every time. But, I, you know, I, I want to see people go on with God. And those that don't know God, I want to see them to come to know God. Yeah. I always have had this... Uh, uh, understanding. I feel like if you knew God like I knew God, you would serve him. I like it. You know, yeah, say that so, again. If you do God like I do God, you would yeah, serve him. Yeah, you would serve him. And, and, you know, because, you know, my mind is made up to serve God. Right. And I feel like it's because of what I know of God. Yeah. You know, to to why I want to serve him, why I wouldn't want to serve him. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it, my life experience have, you know, built that so. Even that's a lot of times my compelling in yeah. my testimony, in my right. ministering, in my witnessing, in my right, preaching. Right, right, You know, get to know God, you know, have an experience with God. And with that, man, it speaks volumes for itself. Right. You know, I hadn't seen miracles every day, but there have been miracles throughout my life or the hand of God throughout my life to where I couldn't stand before God and say, God, you're not real. Right. I've had too much evidence. Right, right. Never laid eyes on it. Right. But I got too much evidence to not know God isn't real. Right. You know, so it's it's a wonderful life, you know, and I would tell anybody, you know, try God, serve God. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, I would have told one more story because, but I'm not, sure. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it for another time when you maybe, okay. you, maybe you come back. <laughs> but I do got, I did get something for you. Uh, I want to thank you for coming by. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.